0: Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 235, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story.
1: It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So,
0: welcome back everyone. We are finishing up week number 47, and yep, today is the start of our last go round with all of our readers. So, yeah, that means there are only 26 episodes to go.
1: Hi everyone!
2: Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly, Curious Cow. Mm.
0: So, yes, Marvin, we have begun our Journey 3 acts, but it is, of course, Friday, and our quiz championship is pretty tight.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sure is, Dave. Gosh, six quizzes to go, and we are locked at 17 all. Yeah, gosh, now sure would be a good time to win three in a row. Yeah, or even four, Marvin. It sure would. Okay, let's do this, Dave. Jingle, please.
3: What do you remember? And what do you know? Let's find out because it's Friday. The Friday Quiz Show.
2: Yeah, it's a Friday for the show. Hi, you guys. Hi, Gary. Oops, Gary,
0: were you drinking milk? I think you've got a bit of a milk mustache.
2: Oh, thanks, Dave. No, I actually just had a bowl of acorn flakes. Oh,
1: acorn flakes, huh? Yeah, those are good. Although, I like crunchy nut acorn flakes even better. Oh, yes,
2: those are good. Say, have you tried cheery booze? Cheery moose? No, I haven't. Are those good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love them. I mean, muesli
1: is my favorite breakfast, but sometimes I like...
0: Okay, guys, look, I hate to interrupt this breakfast chat, but, you know, it is only a 10-minute podcast, so I think maybe we should get to the quiz?
2: You got it, Dave. Sure thing. So, here we go. Good luck. Question 1 from this week. Who wasn't there when Jesus first appeared to his disciples and wanted to see the marks the nails had left on Jesus before he would believe?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember that one. Yep, no problems there.
2: Question 2. When John the Baptist saw the Pharisees coming to see him, what did he call them?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a while ago. But, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, John did not like
2: those guys, huh?
0: No, that's right. And, yep, yep, I got that one, too. So, here we go. Question
2: 3. Yep, question 3. Once, all books and Bibles had to be copied out by hand. But in the 1400s, a man named Gutenberg invented a printing press that meant the Bible could now be printed. One of the Gutenberg Bibles he printed is the most expensive Bible ever sold. How much did it sell for in U.S. dollars in 1987?
1: Oh, wow, okay, well, yep, I got my guess. Okay,
0: hmm, the most expensive Bible ever, huh? Well, yep, yep, I've got my guess too.
2: Okay, let's see how you did. Question 1. Which disciple wanted to see the marks the nails had left on Jesus?
1: Oh yeah, that was Thomas.
0: Yep, I got that too. Nice easy one this week.
2: Okay, question 2. What did John the Baptist call the Pharisees? Oh, he called them snakes, right?
0: Yep, yep, that's what I've got. Poisonous snakes.
2: That's right. Okay, so question 3. How much was the most expensive Bible ever sold? Well,
0: Marv, that was a long time ago in 1987. So yeah, I went for
2: $750,000. Okay, yeah, I went a bit higher, Dave. I went for $1 million. Well, in 1987, the Gutenberg Bible sold for $4.9 million. Marvin wins this week.
1: Oh, wow. Gosh, that was a lot of money. Yeah, it
0: sure is, Marvin. Wow. Wow. Okay, boys and girls, everyone go and check their granny's attic and see if she has an old German Bible hidden away anywhere in there.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. But, Dave, let's not forget what's important. I am 1817 up with just five weeks to go. Yeah, I
0: know. Good job, Marvin. And
2: And, hey, thanks, Gary. No problem, Dave. Hey, I'll see you guys next Friday. Bye, Gary.
0: Okay, Marvin, so yesterday we heard how the Holy Spirit enabled the disciples to speak all those different languages. Okay, yeah. And some of the people thought they were drunk, but all of the people were a bit confused about what was going on. And so today we're going to listen as Peter explains to them what has happened. Now, we're not going to hear everything that Peter said, but we're going to listen to just a couple of snippets of his speech.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, And we're back to reader number one, huh? So that would be Janice, right? Yep, it would. Again, well remembered.
3: Hi, Janice. Hello, everyone. Today's reading is taken from Acts chapter 2. We're going to read two sections. The first is verses 22 to 24. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man who had God's approval. God did miracles, wonders and signs among you through Jesus. You yourselves know this. Long ago, God had planned that Jesus would be handed over to you. With the help of evil people, you put Jesus to death. You nailed him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead. He set him free from the suffering of death. It wasn't possible for death to keep its hold on Jesus. Now we're going to skip forward to verses 37 to 41. When the people heard this, it had a deep effect on them. They said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, All of you must turn away from your sins and be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ. Then your sins will be forgiven. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children. It is also for all who are far away. It is for all whom the Lord our God will choose. Peter said many other things to warn them. He begged them, save yourselves from these evil people. Those who accepted his message were baptised. About 3,000 people joined the believers that day.
1: Thanks, Janice. Bye, Janice. we will miss
0: you. So, boys and girls, if you wanted to read all of what Peter said, you could go to Acts chapter 2 in your Bible and read the bits that we missed out. But Peter tells all the people about Jesus and, of course, that they need to repent and be baptised.
1: Okay, yeah, Dave. So, is this the same baptism as, you know, what John the Baptist was doing? Oh, good
0: question. But no, not quite, Marvin. When John baptised people, it was a sign of repenting of sin. But also John was telling them to believe in the one who was coming after him. Now, this baptism that Peter talks about, it's still about repenting of sin, of turning away from sin. But this baptism is now a sign that you have believed in the one who has come. It's a sign that you are trusting in him and his promises.
1: Okay, okay. So yeah, it's, it's a sign that you've become a Christian.
0: Yep, that's right. At the very end of Matthew's gospel, in a very famous passage called the Great Commission, before Jesus goes back up to heaven, he gives his disciples these instructions. He tells them, you must go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So yes, when someone becomes a Christian, baptism is a sign that they are now part of God's people, the church. It's a sign that they're now covered by God's promise to save his people. In fact, we say it is a sign and a seal of God's covenant.
1: Oh, hang on, Dave. The seal? Do you mean like at the zoo?
0: Uh, No, wrong seal, Marvin. See, back in the olden days, if a king sent a letter, he would put his seal on it. And that was maybe a blob of wax with his special mark pressed into it. Now, that seal told anyone who saw it that the letter was his. And so just like that, baptism is a seal that says, yep, we now belong to our king, King Jesus
1: Okay. Okay, yeah. So, if you believe in Jesus, you get baptized, and and that's a sign that you're part of his people, part of his family, yeah, part of the church. Okay, yeah, I think I get it, Dave.
0: Good. And you see, Marvin, God's people have always had these markers, these ways of not just saying, but also showing that they were his. Now, in the Old Testament, that, of course, was circumcision.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, when they cut the
0: skin off, the baby boys... Yep, that's right. That was a sign showing an obedience to God's law so that they would not be cut off from his people. But in the New Testament, Jesus gave his people a new sign and seal, a sign and seal that represented the new covenant. So this new sign wasn't about following God's law or being cut off. It was a sign of washing with water, pointing us to and reminding us of our sins being washed away by Jesus' blood. As Peter said in today's reading, this was now the promise. The promise of sins being forgiven and of the Holy Spirit coming to live within us, that was for God's people and for their children.
1: Okay, okay, yeah, I think I've got it, Dave. And yeah, so loads of people got baptized, huh?
0: Yeah, that's right, about 3,000 in one day, which is pretty amazing. God's people, his church, was growing fast. Boys and girls' baptism is a wonderful sign and a wonderful reminder of God's amazing grace. Reminding us that we are not God's people, his children, because we are good at following his rules. The Israelites never did such a great job in the Old Testament and neither do we. No, we are God's people, his children, not because of anything we do, but only because our sins are washed away by the blood that Jesus shed for us when he died on the cross. Like water that sweeps away dirt and leaves us clean, so Jesus washes away sin and leaves us righteous today thank god for that righteousness that we do not deserve
1: amen dave
0: that boys and girls is a pretty good way to finish any week so we will say goodbye and we'll be back on monday to start week number 48
1: okay yeah great have a good weekend everyone see you monday
0: goodbye god's big story is a ministry of eden grove presbyterian church music and jingles by dave josh